0: You're listening to the Agony Column News Report featuring interviews, phone interviews, reports from live book events and festivals, and conversations with readers. You can find additional news, interviews, book reviews, and more five days a week at the Agony Column website at trashotroncom agony. I'm speaking with Amelia Beamer. She's the author of The Loving Dead. Thank you for joining me, Amelia.
1: Thank you very much Rick.
0: Amelia, a young lady setting out on a literary career could choose to write about many subjects. You could write about a young lady in the antebellum south wondering, waiting for her bow to arrive. You could write about a young woman stranded on a desert island, yet you chose to write about zombies who are transmitting a sexual disease across Northern California. What led you to that choice?
1: Well, I've been doing all of this literary stuff. I I love the smile that you're giving me right now. Like, that's such a good question. It's such an easy question. um, I've been doing all this literary stuff for years, like short literary fiction with, um, you know, characters getting together over coffee and discussing their failed relationships. And I figured, you know nobody reads that stuff. uh, You can publish it, but it'll go out in little bitty zines, and and nobody will read it, including the other contributors. And, you know, that's not entirely the basis of having a literary career. Like, there's a lot of people who can do that, and that was a goal of mine for a really long time. Um, But I figured add plot. And the best way for me to add plot was to add zombies. And I figured why not make it a sexually transmitted disease? Because the um, the sexuality of, of zombies has been in the background long enough. It's, it's accepted. There's, you know, there's zombie strippers, there's all sorts of sexualization of zombies in pop culture, but it's done with a, an irony and a kind of disgust and a kind of grossness. And I thought, let's foreground it. Let's make it real. Let's make it something that people actually have a really hard time with so that, you know, it has to do with attraction and consent and and, and what we might like about somebody. And, and, you know, if they're pumping out a bunch of pheromones that that we can't, you know, help but respond to, now what?
0: As a writer, when you engage in this sort of uh, thought experiment, Uh, uh, you have to also be thinking of of characters and and setting so talk about creating your characters and and using the setting of Northern California which is a a Great place to start a sexually transmitted plague.
1: <laughs> well, yes. I wanted to write a Bay Area novel. I wanted to write a San Francisco novel, so I set it in Oakland. Because, really, I live in Oakland, and I love Oakland. And Oakland is, like, it's its own city. It's not just a neighborhood in San Francisco. It is it is sort of the poor neighborhood of San Francisco. But it's a beautiful, beautiful place. And so I've been living there, like, five years. And you write what you know. And... I've got a lot of friends who work at Trader Joe's. Trader Joe's is a a major theme in the novel, not just because, you know, the characters work there, which gives them a, you know, a way to all know one another, but because why not have a zombie uprising that happens in a health food store, a grocery store? Because really, like... That stuff is there to be played with, all of the all of the Romero stuff. I, I just adore, and I wanted to play with it so much, so let's play with the consumerism stuff. Um, I, I adore the Bay Area. Um, I'm a transplant. I'm not from here originally, and so there's that old saying about, you know, you go somewhere for a week, and you can write a novel, and you go somewhere for a year, and you might get an article, and you go live somewhere for ten years, and you won't write anything at all, because by that time you've lost any any angle um so this was the right time for me to to write about this place
0: i was thinking about your novel and about uh you know the popularity of vampire novels and it strikes me as really strange how uh, sexually attracted we are to the dead and, and and to those who have returned from the dead and i wonder uh there seems to be something happening in both within our culture and within our literature that people are responding to this more and writers are, are reaching to this more.
1: You know, I I can't really speak for what other people do. I wanted to write about zombies. and And in the process of researching, I really just fell in love with zombies. Because once you get past the, yeah, of course they're scary, you get to the like... But they love you so much. They're going to chase you down, and and they just want to hold you and eat you alive. And, you know, we could all do with some unconditional love, I think. And dead things will love you unconditionally.
0: I love your sense of humor in this book and in this interview. So talk about having fun with all this.
1: See, it was my first novel, the first novel I ever finished. Not the first thing I ever started, of course. But the dare that I had to do um, was just to keep putting my characters in further and further into corners and sort of laughing at them like, look at you, you're really stuck now. Now what are you going to do? Look at you, I'm not going to get you out of that. <laughs> and and sort of having to take a, a walk around the block and think, no, wait a minute, I actually do have to get them out. <laughs> what am I going to do? <laughs> and, and that's how I kept myself interested. Um, the the humor in, in some ways is just because it's fun to make jokes and, and and also because you need to make jokes in order to survive. I think particularly when people are going through really difficult times, the natural and healthy and sane response is to make jokes. You know, you, you remember the last time someone close to you died and you think about the kind of jokes that you made about that. You have to.
0: It strikes me that whenever we have really bad economic times, it's really good time for horror fiction.
1: <laughs> Absolutely, because people want to know that it could get worse, and and then it makes us feel better. Like, look at those poor saps over there. Like, we got it all right. Like, I live in a house, and people aren't trying to kill me and eat me. Like, that's not so bad.
0: Could you talk about um, the? One of the things about this novel is that it is a disease, and I absolutely love disease fiction. There's something about disease fiction. I remember when I was a kid reading a book by Alistair McLean called The Satan Bug, mm-hmm. which is kind of, you know, an end of the war you know, it, it's going to end with if this, the vial in the suitcase breaks mm-hmm. novel. Uh, talk about the appeal of writing disease fiction.
1: Well, I wanted, one of the things that I really wanted to do, I've got uh, two alternating viewpoint characters, and... Everybody knows that, you know, zombieism is transmitted when you get bitten by a zombie. That's sort of an acceptable way that 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 happens. That's an accepted part of the culture. Um, What I also wanted to do was to ramp up the sexuality. And, and, you know, why not? Why the hell not make it a sexually transmitted disease? Because it would be funny and it would be horrible (laughs) at the same time. And what's horrible is what makes it funny and, and... And so throughout the novel, I have these characters both making their decisions based on their understanding of the world, which is based on the things that they've gone through. And so they're thinking radically different things about, you know, are the zombies dead or alive? Or, you know, is this just transmitted by biting or is there something else? And, you know, I I wanted to highlight that as we stumble through life, you know, as our characters stumble through the book... They don't know what's going on. They they only know, you know, the kind of decisions they can make based on what they see and what they believe.
0: One of the things about this novel, too, is that it is set during our bad economic times. And there are, of course, economic consequences to a bunch of dead people who want to eat you. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I've I've seen a, a bunch of stuff, which is all like, you know, rights for dead people. And, and and I find that just so charming because there are so many, you know, there's such richness for, for the kinds of, you know, metaphors that that can mean. Everybody is a little bit different. You know, everybody can identify with the character who's a little bit different. You know, being dead is not, you know, quite as bad as it used to be. It's not the obstacle to overcome that it quite used to be.
0: Ray Kurzweil says all we have to do is uh, live long enough to, to live forever. But I, I really don't think he was thinking on these terms.
1: <laughs> I'm pretty sure that, that nobody wants to live forever in a horror novel. And people ask me, like, what will you do when the zombies come? Like, you've done all this research and you have all of this, you know, knowledge. And my plan is to die immediately. I, I would actually like to put in to be patient zero, if if at all possible, because... You don't want to live forever when the zombies come. It's going to be a really rough existence.
0: The The real question is, how can we tell if they've come? I, I, often it seems as if they're running for office.
1: <laughs> Which is exactly some of the subtext that, that is in all zombie fiction. Like, we're all shambling through our lives, you know. In, in a zombie-like fashion, you know, making poor decisions and, and, and trying to figure things out one thing at a time.
0: Can you tell me what you're working on now?
1: I've got some short fiction, um, and I have a couple of novels that um, I'm gearing up to write. Um, I won't say too much because I find that talking about the plot can wear it out in some ways, but there may be a young adult werewolf project which will focus on um, disability and communication and relationships, and I'm sure there will be a whole bunch of inappropriate and funny stuff that happens in it, too. (laughs)
0: I think that sounds a lot like our lives. I've been speaking with Amelia Beamer. Her new novel is The Loving Dead. Thank you for joining me, Amelia.
1: Thank you so much, Rick.